Life in the Trenches. Relatable, faith-filled conversation about everyday life to encourage and connect. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this life together. Welcome back to Life in the Trenches. I'm your host, Melissa Sharp. So if you've ever been to see me speak publicly or you've read my writing, something that you would know about me is I love a good story. I think because I love a good story, I've lived through a lot of crazy stories. I guess it's part and parcel to the calling God has put on my life. I'm going to share with you today one particular story that absolutely changed me and it changed my husband. It was something that we lived through together. And I'll share with you the life lesson that I walked away with it. We were traveling, my husband and I, uh, for uh, an event in Tampa, Florida. And we're Canadian, we live in Canada, and we were flying out of the United States, so we had to cross the border. The day started like any other typical day. My husband and I used to traveling quite a lot. So there's the whole rigmarole that you go through, making sure we had our passports, our suitcases were packed, everything was taken care of on the home front. So we drove and when we got to the border, uh, we always play this game of, did we pick the right line? Well, the lines were really long that day, but we had a few hours before our flight was supposed to take off. So we were pretty relaxed. We remember being in this particular line that was taking forever. We saw that there were two particular border guards in the booth. We thought maybe they were training that day because it seemed to take forever for each car and person to get through. But as our time came and, and we pulled up, we rolled down our windows, we were greeted by the border guards and we handed over our passports. As they scan our passports into the computer system, my husband recalls seeing the look on one of the border guards' faces. And when he saw the look cross her face, he knew in that moment that something was wrong. She had turned to the border guard beside her. They had about a 30-second conversation that was inaudible to us. Then she turned back to my husband and she asked him if the car belonged to him, to which he replied, yes. Come on, we drive a big family van that had car seats in the back. Then she gave him detailed instructions for us to turn off the car step-by-step on how to take the keys out of the ignition, put our hands on the dashboard, and then for him to slowly remove himself from the vehicle backing out, step-by-step. What we didn't see during this interaction that she was having with my husband was seven armed guards had swarmed our car with their guns drawn. As my husband had backed out of the front seat, he backed into a border guard that was probably twice his size, who very swiftly handcuffed him and all seven guards with their guns ushered my husband into the building and we were separated. A female guard came to the other side of the car to remove me from the vehicle. With my hands raised, I remember shaking, feeling this incredible confusion and anxiety. I turned to her and I said, I think you have the wrong people. I don't understand what's happening. Where are you taking my husband? 
they would not tell my husband, nor would they tell me what was happening to the other person. My husband was taken into a separate room and I was taken to a detainment area. I was left to sit there, not knowing anything. I just kept taking in everything that was around me. I witnessed all sorts of people from all sorts of different walks of life coming in and out of the building, being questioned. Who were they? Where were they going? Why were they going there? What did they have with them? The questions would get repeated over and over again. I heard so many different stories, but at the same time, my mind was so blank and I kept praying, God, what's happening? Where is my husband? Why have they arrested him? In my humanity, I did have a hot minute where I questioned if the man I was married to was really the man I thought I had married. Was there something in his past that he didn't tell me about? Did something happen that he was hiding from me? No, not my husband. This has to be a mistake. I was left there for almost two hours, no one telling me what was going on. My husband was fingerprinted, had his photos taken, was questioned. When they finally released him to me out in the main waiting area, still no one would tell us why or what happened. Eventually, my husband was able to tell me that there was a man with the same name and the same birth date as my husband who was considered armed and dangerous, and there was a warrant out for his arrest in another state. They had been searching for this man. This was a case of mistaken identity. And my husband had to prove to them that he wasn't the man that they were looking for. I remember looking at the one particular guard, knowing that we had to travel again in a few months with our two young daughters. And I asked him if this would happen again in front of my children. Did they make some sort of note on his file that this man isn't the armed and dangerous criminal they're looking for? I think I was expecting an apology and I'm so sorry. And, you know, these things don't happen all that time. We don't see this very often. But unfortunately, that's not the truth. And the only apology I got was being ushered out the door to our car that had been searched and ransacked, knowing they had gone through all of my personal things. And when I was told, we live in a hostile world, ma'am. Have a nice day. Have a nice day? We barely had time to book it to the airport to make our flight. We were still in so much shock. My husband thinks in compartments. So at that moment, all he could really process was getting to the airport to make our flight. I had some time sitting in the car as we whipped down the highway to stew over things a little bit. I just kept asking God, why? Why did we live through something so traumatic? That was the scariest thing I had ever seen, witnessed, felt. You know, in that moment, I heard God speak to me. Many people struggle with this concept. For me, I don't hear an audible voice speaking to me from the heavens, like Darth Vader speaking to Luke. It's more of a knowing. It's a deep impression upon my heart and my soul, and it gives me so much peace. I heard these words, the enemy is an identity thief. 
Listen, we can't deny there's a darkness in this world. There is evil all around us. And one of the sneakiest moves I've observed in my life is the enemy's ability to convince people that God makes mistakes. And the enemy wants nothing more than to steal our identity, the uniqueness that makes us who we are. And he twists it so that we don't even know ourselves. There's a great song by Bethel Music performed by an artist called Stephanie Gretzinger. In the song, in the chorus, it repeats, you know me, you know every detail of my life because you are God and you don't miss a thing. Thank goodness that God doesn't miss a thing because I sure do. The morning of my husband's arrest, I had no idea. My husband had no idea it was coming. But God did, because he doesn't miss a thing. It's truth. See, the same God who hung the stars in the sky and put breath into every creature in the sea, he knows me, and he knows my desire was for me to know myself. And for some reason, in his wisdom, He used a traumatic life lesson to teach me who I am, that the enemy was trying to steal that from me and I needed it to stop. So I came to a place where I knew who I was. I really do feel like this comes with age and life experience. The older I get, the more I like myself. I know what gives me encouragement and I know what causes me anxiety. What I know I can do and all the things I know where I will fail, they'll stick with me. Sometimes I miss things. Sometimes my memory fails me. Other times I'm working out my strengths and I'm nailing it. It bothers me when people take my silence and use it to make assumptions. What they don't realize is my mind is always moving. I think about everything before I make a decision. And as a writer, I write in my head long before I ever put pen to paper, literally. I have a dozen notebooks going at the same time and I'm constantly writing down thoughts to use later. I hate surprises, especially if I know they're coming. And I speak my mind when I feel compelled to, but know that I don't always say what I'm thinking, even though I sound like I'm rambling. I love Jesus. And I'm okay if you don't. I don't answer to you when I die, and you don't answer to me. Let's thank heaven for that. This life lesson, though traumatic when it happened, was a blessing in disguise because I know my truth and I want to live my truth and be the best version of myself that I can be, flaws and all, because I don't want to compare who I am to someone else because I can't live an emotionally healthy life that way. I wanna stop beating myself up for the things about me that I struggle with. I wanna actually work on them. And I really desperately desire for my sweet daughters to love themselves so that they can love others with a genuine heart because only love can change us. Our identity is to be found in who we are to Him not what a situation or a circumstance dictates. The enemy 
is an identity thief, always at work to challenge our faith. God will use the adversity we face to remind us of who we are and who we were created to be. I really believe that we are stronger than we think we are. And you know what? This is the bottom line. We will have to prove ourselves and prove our faith to a hostile world. Thanks for joining me today. I hope that you felt encouraged, inspired, and I really truly hope that you know that who you were created to be is more than enough. And I pray that you're able to know who you are and who you belong to.